We talk about sports a lot on this show, it seems. That's what the show's about, isn't it? That's a good point. So I think perhaps because of that, uh, we should try renaming the show uh, to Locker Room Talk. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Does that mean we can just kind of say whatever we want to, and then when it's brought out into the public at some unknown future date that we can just, you know, chalk it up to us uh, joking around? Guys being guys, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, every guy, every guy's like that. No consequences. Mm-hmm. Presidential material. What a what an awful awful. How long has it even been now? Like, not even a full week, huh? <laughs> Six days. I just thought of it. Yes, literally, it has. It's still it Thursday. There's literally not even been a week, and it feels like a six month. Well, I guess it has in a lot of ways been a six month nightmare. Um, this year can't end soon enough. Yeah, but yeah, ugh. no. But that that is a fantastic point or a terrifying point. And then I, I'm not, I like, I don't, like, I, I watch CNBC, but I don't like religiously watch cable news. So I'm like, I'm not one of those types of people, but like this campaign and just the awfulness of everything that just, of well, one human being in particular, like it's warped my sense of time. Yeah, it really, in a lot of ways, feels like this election has been going on our entire lifetime, which maybe is a surprisingly profound point but we we can we can come back to that yeah you're really stressing me out yeah i know it hasn't it hasn't been a week yeah okay six days let's give up the debate was only five days ago think about that do you remember when people used to care that the iphone didn't have a headphone jack yeah Do do you remember when binder full of women was like the biggest gaffe in the history of politics I do. I remember. I remember <laughs> sorry, this you can cut this out. But like, do you remember when we used to? People used to think that like Joe Biden was like kind of the the slightly creepy uh, guy. Really? Like people were always like, no, like he was always the fun uncle, but he always was a little bit too casual and a little bit uh, kind of. Well, I mean, a little too freewheeling. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know people considered that creepy. I I think in a tiny, like in a minuscule way, but. And I didn't really think that, but compared to this, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, compared to compared to anything, this is... Well, sorry, I should take all this back. Well, I, and I, I mean no disrespect to Joe Biden, but he, he could have... And I understand for personal reasons and why everything turned out the way it did, but he could have said, like this, if he had run, it would have been a slam dunk and this whole thing would just... 2016 would be a normal year. Uh, I don't know yes. about that. I don't know about that. You don't think that a, and and to warn the listeners, this is not the politics episode we've been lying about promising <laughs> to do for for a year. But like, you don't think that a lot of the people that are marginally, like there there's there's the the deplorables, like like there's, there's like the shitbags. Oh that well, actually, uh, oh, no, well, there's the, there's let the, me no let me let me stop you for a second. What? So I I guess I thought you were talking more about the tone of the election no 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 no. i'm saying this election would not be this election if it wasn't miss clinton i think i think one of the things you have to give clinton credit for particularly with last sunday's debate is she's she's walked a very fine line between not being a pushover but also not just constantly being combative because I, I I do think that just 
going all, you know, going nuclear on him would probably just make things worse. Even oh, though of course. she, even though like if I was her, that's like the number one thing I would want to do. And I feel like if if this were Biden in this situation, oh my god! No, 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 no. Okay, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there's there's like I would say, uh, and I'm talking out of my ass. Sixty percent of like Trump supporters are just probably just bad, uneducated Americans that are not swayable. But I think because of all the baggage that Hillary Clinton has with her, there's that there's like 20 to 40% of people who are thinking that they're doing a protest vote or that they they uh, that Trump's message appeals to them because he's not part of the establishment or not part of he doesn't have all the baggage that Hillary has and if it was Joe Biden running i think the Trump support would be so marginal that we wouldn't even be in the situation and he wouldn't be the nominee Trump wouldn't be the nominee no if Biden were to run I I I think that would be the case. What like what impact do you think that would have had on the Republican primary? I think there's just so much like Hillary Clinton and the Clinton name in general have has just has so much history and a lot of people who don't think the past couple of decades have been fair to them for whatever reason channel all their hate into that and I think if it were somebody else on the Democratic side the type of the type of vitriol and hate and, and the narrative that a Trump or a fringe candidate can spin is is far less effective. Hmm. So I think that the primaries would have gone far differently. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm with her. Oh, like one hundred percent. Yes. Did you see uh, Michelle Obama's speech today? I oh, it's 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 on my list to do because I, I I everybody was talking about that today. She she is wonderful. They, you really can't say enough good things about her. This country doesn't deserve her. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. But also it was it was a difficult speech to watch just in the sense that you are it uh, so depressed that it's a speech that has to be given and that somebody who's such an eloquent speaker and like just like a, a positive fixture in American politics and and culture has to just talk for 40 minutes about just some awful human being dragging this country down. Well, I mean, speaking of hard to watch, the, the debate last Sunday, the, the first 30 minutes were, I mean, it, it was awful. That has to be the most stressed I've ever been watching TV. <laughs> Did you not watch Game 3? I don't want to make light of this, but well, that, that, the, the, that was a rough five hours. Yeah, we will. We'll come back to that. Yeah, but you, so mean, no, you know, I, I you know what I mean. It, I kind of do. I mean, I I understand it. I didn't feel as stressed just because it feels like because I think the moderators were fantastic, and I and I don't. I'm not familiar with how those get chosen, but I think Anderson Cooper and I think Martha Raditz is her name right, from ABC right. News. Yeah, I think did a fantastic job at holding both people accountable to both time and also for one candidate in particular to to facts. Um, without making it seem like they're on a particular side, even though they seem like educated people, so they have to be on a side just because it just doesn't work that way. So I, 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 th I thought it was pretty well done dealing with the material that they have. 
Well, and I, th- I, th- I guess I, why well, I, I totally agree, but I think that type of moderating is also sort of what made it stressful because, I mean, the first debate was such a joke in terms of the content of the questions. So, you know, there wasn't even a lot to be directly ignorant and blunt about, whereas, you know, Cooper and Raditz both really went after him. And like there were just you just were like, you just were afraid that he was going to just snap well what's he gonna do i mean that well that that i don't know and that like, that's do you what think he's just gonna like start swearing and saying like, yeah just like saying i mean that oh. really wouldn't have shocked me no but it's not he's a child that's that's where it manifested itself in him just being like a a, a five-year-old that just says oh that's not fair she got more cookies than i did even though in the end he had more speaking time than she did yeah didn't didn't at one point he say oh like i guess it's three against one Yes, he did. Again, because he's a fucking five-year-old. <laughs> um, okay, this was not supposed to be... Po- this was supposed... The locker room talk thing was supposed to be a, a five-second gag to get us into the Giants. We'll, we'll, do, the, we'll do the politics thing. I, I'm starting to think more and more that we need, not only for the election to have happened, but then for there to be a period of time after the election's over. Uh I think we have to do something, maybe not an entire episode, but we have to, because I don't want it to be like a... a... Well, the, the, the episode the day after the election. I mean, we, we probably have to spend some time there. Well, sure, but I think we have to do a little, like at least a, a bigger block before then. But Well, we'll see what the outcome of the election is. No, no, before the... <laughs> You're not getting out of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it keeps getting worse and worse, and... Here's one thing that conflicts me or that I just don't know how to reconcile in my head. And maybe you can give me some strategies here. Like, I don't know what to do with there just being so much awful news that it feels like none of it ever gets the time and attention it deserves. Where I just I just feel like frustrated and, and perplexed that we move from one catastrophic... Does it like... Because if you think about it, like he had... Like misappropriation of funds from his charitable foundation, from uh, like pay to play money in politics to get like his uh, casinos out of like being in, under review in like New Jersey or Florida, the awful, awful things he said, some of the physical actions that are probably tantamount to uh, to sexual assault. Like there's there's so much stuff where it just feels like it just keeps coming so quickly that nothing, it doesn't stick, and just no, like you, Americans don't have enough time to, like I. I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Um, and yet somehow it's an, a, enough time still managed to be talked about uh, some emails. That's the thing. I don't understand how that keeps sticking. Well, I, I think I've said this before on air, which is I, it just it feels like it's things have changed so fast. Like I. I I guess I I would be I guess I would have an easier time understanding this election if you know over the past four or five presidential elections things were trending this way but I mean 2012 was like the absolute just you know stereotypical presidential election I mean it's just every standard box you check that election met it Sure, like it was, it, just, it was it was super boring Republican candidate against incumbent candidate 
Yeah. And in just the most minor uh of like falsehoods and, and gaffes and like and weird stuff or like just the, the the level of like debate is just the the context of like what the actual like seriousness of whatever's being talked about is just pales in comparison. It's insane. Right. So it's it's the I think it's it's two things. It's the speed and the number of things. Like as you you think back to the last handful of elections, you can kind of remember like the three to five like major things that happened, right? Whereas the like this election, I mean, shit, where do you where do you even start? I mean, where do you even start in the last six days? Let alone that's the thing. You know, I, I the, don't e- I don't even know because. And it and it's and it's it's the it's the degree again. Like, I I think what was just so shocking about Sunday was that it was really happening. It it seemed like a bad dream, or like a bad SNL skit. But I mean, but but it's <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's real. Like I mean, this is this is really happening. And you also can't. And maybe this is what we'll get more into when we like do a full episode on this thing. But you you can't in any way believe that on November 9th, we just get to forget about all this. Well, of course, like not. It, it I guess even in the moment on Sunday, I, what I was thinking about was not just Sunday, but thinking like this, if, if this is now the new norm, like if this is what we're going to do now, I mean, that's that's really scary. Well, no, no, no. Okay. I, and I appreciate what you're saying, but I, I don't think it is. I think it it is and it isn't. I think what's so stressful and frustrating to us right now is just that the media just or the, just because we the someone who is in contention for the presidency, I know it keeps like the the Clinton's lead and the polls and everything are just so far in her favor just because some of this is finally sticking. But somebody who has like a real shot at being the president being just this monster that is so unelectable, except apparently he isn't. And has like such a following, like that's that's going to go away once November ends. That does go away. But what I've been saying for months is that all this crazy person has done is serve to illustrate and catalyze the feelings and serve to legitimize the feelings of a surprisingly large part of the American population that believes terrible, awful things. Like that—that's what's worse. It's not that. Like, he can't just create support out of nowhere. There have to be people who think like he does and identify with the small-minded, anti-intellectual, racist, xenophobic, hateful uh, ideas that he's delivering to the American people just because on an emotional level, for some people who feel threatened, it makes them feel good. So that's not going away. But just the constant media barrage of just this this awful person that will go away. I hope so, because I mean, what's what's scary to think about is you can create a candidate in the line of Trump and modify some of the less savory behavior traits, and he could, and that person could win. Well, of course, and we and we've had te- like uh, if you look at the um, who was the Republican who probably I- identified or had the biggest support amongst Tea Party voters before Trump took that over? Was it Cruz? Prob yeah, probably. 
So I mean that it it already existed. It's just that now they have this cheerleader or the, or this this icon that has no filter and is legitimizing the most hateful and raw of those beliefs. But no, like, I mean, but I'm but I, but I, I'm I mean, and believe me, I am no fan of Ted Cruz by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, at least he's a an intelligent person. At least he understands policy and he understands democracy for god's sake i mean sure that i mean that's the the thing with with trump is i mean taken together he's just not an awful politician he's an awful human being but you could even just look at individual things like the fact that and i think sunday's debate highlighted this maybe more than at any other point in the election he's just not very intelligent about any sort of domestic or foreign policy well, i mean god the, the line of questioning around syria during the debate it was i mean a, an eight-year-old could have give, given a better answer than that i like the part where he says i think it's already fallen or like it's it's too far gone which was his way of saying i have no idea what the fuck you're asking right. me and this is my way out of it so but i guess what what's what's scary is that in some ways, it feels like you could have a candidate in kind of, and God, this phrase is starting to come up more and more, and I, I don't think it's going to go away, but like this whole Trumpism idea, you could, you could have someone like him take out the sexual abuse and just the, ugh, it's hard to even talk about some of this stuff. And because, I mean, the reality is that had some of this stuff not even come out about Trump, like if somehow this was all kept out of the public, he'd have a much better chance of winning this election than he currently does. Yeah, no, like I, yeah, I totally get what which you're I, which like, I think you... highlights the fact that, and I, I don't know, you, I mean, you, you can't. It's hard to like, it's hard to describe Trump and say, well, if you took someone like him, but you just took this one thing away, because he, he kind of is a, a complete package. So. I th I think it's complicated, but but on a couple things. So I think you're totally right in the sense that his fall or or the the polls and the like just will of the people kind of shifting away from him finally that is mostly a a result of the uh, like the the character flaws. This is not people are finally being like wisening up and saying this person's completely unqualified to be president. It's the fact that his maybe the um the uh, lack of fit of his temperament and also just the fact that he seems like a, just a terrible person which is turning off primarily women like that's what's causing Hillary to go up in the polls and for Trump to to go down it's not fitness for office in the sense that he knows nothing about politics government economics any of it because whenever he talks about those things the shallowness and lack of detail like still he, like anytime he talks policy there is zero specificity that's not changing but also it is i understand it's totally frustrating that that's not what's causing him to to be on this downward trend and i to a to a lesser degree what i find really troubling is the number of people who are clearly putting party over country that to me that's that's disgusting like i i do you know, as someone who has always voted Democratic and can, believes he will continue to do so more than ever after this godforsaken election, 
I believe that if somehow a candidate in the vein of Trump were to come up the ranks of the Democratic Party and somehow find their way to becoming the Democratic nominee, there is no way in hell I would support that person, you know, party aside. Sure. But and that and that's troubling too, because like as somebody who generally leans more to the right than most people in California on 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 several issues, this election is is challenging for a number of reasons. What, like I think Trump's ascendance and just the fact that it serves to reveal so many Republicans who have been in power who are just I don't know if it's uh, if it's opportunism, shrewdness or just lacking a backbone or a combination of the three, but that allows them to overlook so many awful things that they themselves would probably never endorse or campaign or run on but are totally willing to go along with. And yet for each one of them, they have like this weird breaking point of what is too much. And you have people like Paul Ryan, who is is the king of the hill. Well, like first, like, sorry, going back, like John McCain, who Donald Trump said he prefers POWs who or, or people who served in combat who weren't captured. And yet he sits around and endorses him and says, oh, he's not my main choice, but I'm going with what the party believes is best for like 10 months until this hateful like stuff about women is finally the breaking point for him. But then and he finally uh, de-endorses or unendorses, whatever the term is. And then Paul Ryan, who will not actively campaign for him, and is just thinking about the party overall, but still will not withdraw his endorsement. Like that's, it. it's in certain ways comforting that you're finally able to identify the people who have zero backbone and, and are just, uh, I don't, I don't even know what you'd want to call them, but those people don't go away either. So I, I don't know if it's good or not. Yeah. It's, and it, but it's not even, it's not even politicians I'm necessarily talking about. I mean, it's, it, it's the voters too. It's voters who will seemingly just vote for their party preference, no matter who the actual candidate is. And that, that, that's a, that's a really scary thing. But for that one, I really don't think that's the case. I think it's far more that the politicians themselves are willing to hang on to party affiliation. I I think maybe you're perhaps discounting the, the insanely intense and just weird dislike for, for Hillary Clinton. Like so many people who are not choosing Trump because they enjoy Trump or because they want the Republicans to win, but as it it's an anti Hillary vote. I think I, I think you're probably right, but I, I just can't I can't wrap my head around that. Again, like because here's the thing, like I I, I, I like Hillary Clinton just fine. She would not be my first choice by by any means for, for a Democrat. again, if if the choice was an Obama third term, like <laughs> I it, it I don't even want to think about it, but I I I just don't know. Technology, right? That we don't use that word anymore. <laughs> That's right. If I for, sorry, I forgot about that. Actually, so I don't want to extend this anymore. But what? How do you feel about like the role that? Because this type of campaign in this whole mess that we're in could never have happened in 2008 in the sense that we have YouTube, we have Twitter, we have 
like without social media, there is no way any of this would happen because there's just not that there was not that way to distribute information in the way that's allowing both the controversies and the organization and all this kind of stuff to happen. And that's only that's only going to get worse. That's I think part of it. But I think a much bigger issue is the role that media has played over the the last eight years. I I don't disagree that Twitter, YouTube, social media has had a part to play. No, but but what I'm saying is it affects the media because what is the media? They're talking about Trump's three uh, three a.m. tweet storms or, or or meltdowns or any of this kind of stuff. All these clips and everything just it 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 gets posted. Well, on but I I'm talking more about the specifically like the Fox Newses of the world, this anti-intellectual, racist, bigoted theme that that network and others have been spewing over the last eight years has it's it's made it's made feeling those types of feelings be okay to some people well sure but the, the problem is again it's it's legit it's, it's it's that's that's a better it's it's legitimizing those feelings but the thing is it's it's not creating hatred it's legitimizing and and, and normalizing that. yes so it, it's it's not creating the audience the audience exists it's just the audience likes what it's hearing right but and that's but pro- but, that, that's that to me that's a way bigger issue than tweets but again that audience already existed it's just that it was so much more well hidden before and now that we have social we where we have a a, a forum where people can create the hashtag hashtag repeal the 19th again it's been 6 days baseball <laughs> yeah should we should we do that do that first do you want to do a sponsor break uh yeah go ahead I feel i feel like Ka- casper actually should should sponsor this podcast now or maybe i guess maybe they don't need to since we've both now succumbed which which promo code did you use upgrade damn right yeah i i i had to, i had to think about that it's actually the only one i could remember at the time because i don't know what gruber's would have been but um yeah, Upgrade I feel I actually do legitimately feel like Upgrade was maybe the first time I had heard a Casper ad, so it seemed right. Yeah, and Upgrade is my probably preferred. What's a synonym for technology? <laughs> uh, God damn it! Um, that type of uh, non-mainstream podcast. Yeah, yeah, five thirty elections podcast. Re- <laughs> Despite everything I said, really good. Again, it's it's like. Hmm. Uh, okay, I can't think of a good analogy, but it's something I I I really don't want to listen to it because just like what is being discussed actually upsets and and frustrates me. But it's it's done really well, and and the people are are very likable. They are very very likable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Jo- <laughs> yeah. Jody's a he's he's good. He's really good. Yeah, I haven't been able to get into that that hot takedown or whatever that that the sports one is, but yeah, they're very good. Yeah. Um, Casper. So yeah, uh, you you bought one. Oh, we're, we're gonna do, we'll do this before the baseball stuff. We're gonna do that to cleanse the palate. Okay. Um, yeah, bought a bought a Casper mattress. Um, so it so it turns out so when you're in well, so first of all, I guess before we talk about the delivery thing, 
So the upgrade uh, promotional code, that was great, $50 off. And the $75 American Express credit, what, what an awesome offer and how it was super easy. Yeah, you should Yeah, definitely check out the American Express deal section because there's actually legitimately good deals all the time that are no hassle. So I've had my American Express card since 2009 and had no idea that whole thing existed. And I totally thought it was going to be one of those things where I, it was almost going to be like a mail-in rebate <laughs> where like I'm going to go through all these steps to register for it and then I'm going to actually go through with the transaction and then it's going to be like six to eight weeks before a credit shows up on the card. No, automatic within one statement. Yeah, well, I mean, within, so I signed up for the offer, bought the mattress maybe 15 minutes later, and the next day, the credit was there. Unbelievable. Yep. That was really cool. I was, I was very surprised by that. Um, but anyway, so, so it turns out in San Francisco, we get, get like this hand-deliver courier service that they offer which is totally free. And if you order your mattress early enough in the day, you can actually get it delivered that same day for totally free, no extra charge. And but I had I ordered it at night, so I got it the next day. And I got to pick and I got to pick a specific hour in the day that I wanted the mattress delivered. And then the guy br- helped bring it up to the apartment. Nice. Yeah. Cuz you, yours yours took like 4 days, right? You said yeah, because I, I live in uh, the backwoods. Um, so yeah, we don't we don't get the fancy courier service that uh, that you uh, city dwellers do, right? Um, but yeah, it took it was uh, UPS, so it it got there in four days. Yeah, wasn't bad. Yeah. Oh, did yours cut, still come in the same box? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is kind of a fun and exciting experience. I, a little bit. You know what? I have to say. Um, and I, I should say I have not I've not slept on the mattress yet, so there's no no review that'll that'll come later. Mm-hmm. Um, the unboxing experience was a little clumsy. What do you mean? Well, so so the I mean the box is is heavy, which I guess you would expect. Well, they but can't change that. No, can't change that. So I don't fault them for that. But so we we, we like put it on its side and then kind of opened it, and then we were going to kind of pull the mattress out of the box. But the, I mean, like the mattress would not come out of the box; like it was stuck. You just flip it, and you you lift the box up. Well, but that because it was so heavy, there was like it was kind of hard to do that. Mm. So then we opened the other side of the box and kind of tried to push the mattress out, and that didn't really work either. So we ended up literally just ripping the box apart, mm. which was that wasn't great. And then the the plastic that's all around it, like you have to kind of roll the mattress all over the place to. To get the, all the wrapping off, like I just, it was a little clunky. It wasn't quite as elegant as I thought it would be. Hmm. But it's still pretty darn cool that a mattress can fit in a box that size, and then it expanded really fast. I mean, it was it was probably ready in half an hour. Mm-hmm. Which that's that's pretty cool. And didn't smell too bad. It smelled a little bit, but not too bad. Yeah, not nearly, because remember, uh, you, you suggested a mattress topper to me like a, a year or two ago, and that thing smells like stunk, the devil. Stunk to, uh, pro- I'm moving on. So it, it smelled terrible <laughs> for, I was going to make a bad, a bad a, a political analogy. Yeah, um, yeah. It smelled awful for an entire week. But no, with Casper mattress, it, there was a, a faint smell that was gone in, in, in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, I, still can't, I still can't tell if I like mine or not, but 
We'll really? You, I want... Can I ask a favor of you? Yeah. Can you try it without the mattress topper for a couple of days? Oh, yeah. No, we, we, we I don't have a mattress topper. Because we, we got a Didn't king size. We got a king size. Well, I'm sure you could put the queen on there. N- well, no, we're not going to do that. I mean, I mean t- uh, temporarily, and t- like if you were going to get an equivalent. But no, I want to know if... Um, because yeah, I can't tell if it's if it's good or not. It's fine, but I'm still torn. So please try it, uh, just vanilla. Okay. Oh yeah, um, no, we're, we we totally are. Yeah. yeah. What um, what 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 sheets did you end up going with? If if I may ask. Um, I have uh, I had some old ones, so they were just um, I forget if they're West Elm or if they're um. I don't know. I looked and and they're they're good sheets. Yeah, the the, the sweet home recommends a West Elm set. So that's I think I think that's what we're bought. We bought a couch from West Elm too this last weekend. I I didn't know you got a promotion. No, West Elm's not that expensive. Well, I mean it's it's a, in the grand scheme of things it's expensive, but it's mm-hmm. it's far less expensive than Pottery Barn. It's about half the price for couches. <laughs> okay, I don't. Okay, and they and they do nice sales too. So we we bought the couch when it was on sale. Okay, all right. What color is it? It's like a like a, a gray, space gray. <laughs> um, yeah, I think actually that's exactly what it is. No, okay. I, I I don't know. It's like a, if you if like if you threw your iPhone on it, or if you threw your MacBook Pro on it, which would look invisible? Probably the MacBook. Okay, so it's more traditional Johnny Ive aluminum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Al- sorry, aluminum. Performance velvet is the uh, fabric. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not slouchy velvet. Mm- <laughs> no. <laughs> or sorry, sedentary velvet. Right. Mm-hmm. Which no. it should be if it's for sitting. Yeah. Well, it, it's a it's a sleeper sofa too, so. It's pretty cool. I'll send you a link to it. It's the like the section, it has a sectional, like a, a chaise on the end. and um that pulls up and it's it's storage for the bedding and then the way that the mattress pulls out you actually don't take off any of the cushions from the couch they all stay attached it's pretty cool i'll take your word for it yeah uh assuming it weighs weighs like eight thousand pounds well i mean mean, it's it's being it's being delivered so got it um yeah, my my eighteen year old self would be horrified that uh, I'm excited about a couch purchase. Yeah, that's what happens when you get old. <laughs> yeah, but here, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Want to want to bring up another sore subject? <clears throat> sure. Yeah, the, the baseball stuff for real this time. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't be sad about it, but I I do have some complaints. But um, we got for, we shouldn't have made like we had an amazing first half of the season. We had a really, really lousy second half, and we got into the postseason just by the skin of our teeth, and we had no business being there. And especially against the Cubs, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with how things ended. I'm not. Wait, sorry, I'm not fine with how that game ended, but I am not like horribly disappointed where I feel we got cheated or, or it, I, I think we did it to ourselves. Yeah, I mean, it, it's this year had a very different feel where the Giants were. were coming into the postseason as a, a strong team the last three times around, whereas it, it really did feel this year they kind of backed into it. And that's, that's, hard to, uh, that's hard to just all of a sudden flip a switch and try to become that first half team again. Yeah. So 
on game four, I I I watched almost the entire thing. The problem, and I, and I feel this is what makes me feel slightly uh, personally responsible for the loss. I fell asleep because I turned off the the lights with with my with the humo app, um, in the eighth inning, and I fell asleep. And oh, it, all, it is your fault. It is. I know because I I, I wore my Bruce Bochy manager jacket both days, and it was oh, going you great. Ha- you have one of those? Oh, damn right, I do. What? I've never seen you wear it. Oh, I love I love that. That's that's an investment though. It was, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah we can talk about that offline. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I've 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 looked into it. You it's... you tell me you tell me your your couch price. I'll I'll tell you <laughs> yeah what, how how that was obtained. But anyway, <laughs> um, what was it saying? Yeah, so like I was all like I mean I, I I did all my ritualistic nonsense for it. But then yeah, I, I was like I'm like oh this game's going pretty well. And then I I turned off the lights because I'm like ah oh, it's getting late. And then I fell asleep. And then I woke up because uh, my watch uh, tapped me. Uh, with with the end of the uh, end of the game result, and I was like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, it fell apart real real fast. Yeah, I mean, I had a, I guess a similar type of experience where you know watched the early parts of the game, Giants were ahead, um, then had dinner, and we was not not in front of a TV for maybe an hour or so, and yeah, and it ended up uh, coming back around the bottom of the ninth and just was shocked to see the score but you know i think ultimately the better team won i agree it it was in a kind of a bad fashion but uh i mean the the cubs were the better team yeah yeah well they're gonna play the dodgers and then the dodgers are gonna lose to the cubs so it'll all work out because i do enjoy that they're gonna get strung along and that uh they won't go anywhere and i'm also happy the nationals lost um because I have a personal thing that I just I really dislike Bryce Harper. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wish there was a way that both the Dodgers and the Nationals could have lost that series. Um, I have a way that could have happened. We could have won. Yeah. So anyway, it's um, it's fine. But oh, oh, so this this brings me to my to my issues. So, what do you? How do you feel? Or can you can you explain to me when the term? even year bullshit came into play have you heard this or it might be a abridged uh even year bs on twitter no i don't know like in the past week that was everywhere like in like baseball and like sports reporter circles and i don't i don't understand why it seems like there was this weird expectation of like what the giants should do on an even year but that was also self-inflicted because i was just wondering where that came from no i i haven't haven't heard that but you did see the Giants' marketing of like hashtag believe in. Oh yeah, I think they went super heavy-handed on that for a team that wasn't really deserving of that much confidence. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's too big of a marketing opportunity to pass up. I I, I didn't like it. I don't know. It it's also the thing where, and I also blame that as why the team failed. Which is like everybody was like, oh, they have the best record in baseball, or they have all this kind of stuff. And as we were going into the All Star break, just accounting the eggs before they hatch is is just such. I don't like it. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm too superstitious, but yeah, you, you got to quiet confidence is is much better than counting on tradition or whatever else they wanted to do. Well, and with with pretty much all of the major sports now, it feels like the teams that end up winning the championship are the teams that 
kind of get hot near the end of the year. It's 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 very seldom that there's just a, a dominating team from day one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean the Cubs. Well, but yeah, but the the Cubs kind of. I mean, they went through a pretty big second half funk. I mean, it, it didn't really gain as much attention as it otherwise would have because of the Giants. But I mean, Ar- Arietta lost a bit of his. He was less than perfect uh, in in the middle of the season, but he he mainly got it back. No, I th- I, I don't know. I would I would argue they stayed pretty consistent. Well, I mean, they they won over a hundred games, so I mean, yeah. they were clearly good enough to do that, but. They, 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 even they, they got hot near the end of the regular season compared to where they had been in like August. So, yeah, yeah but so did we. We just couldn't, couldn't keep it going. Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm uh, slightly relieved to not have to give a shit about baseball. It's stressful watching the playoffs. It's... Because here's the thing I couldn't, I can't follow two things that closely. I can't, there's not enough hair to pull out to follow the election and every, playoff baseball game well now you can really just soak in these last uh, three and a half weeks of the election just to savor it all yeah as unsavory as it may be anyway do you leave the the breathe notification oh, on your watch no on? no 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 Mm-mm. no that, yeah. that, that got turned off the second i upgraded to watch os3 it keeps coming up and i keep it keeps coming up at the absolute worst times when i'm like super stressed out but the thing is, I keep be, uh, I like my ideal self wants to have me leave it on, so I still haven't had the nerve to turn it on. But it still upsets me multiple times a day. Yeah, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Love the um, reminders to stand and all that stuff. Have kept that on since day one. See but, that uh, turned off immediately. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, different strokes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So is, is that is that sort of our segue into? what this show is allegedly about i have nothing else but those two things so you can you can we're 45 minutes in so you can you can do whatever else you want for the uh, for the rest of the show okay well so i have i've got a topic for you so i I have a um an update to provide on my iphone 7 okay so uh, i mean we have not talked about this prior to the show I, i very much wanted to save this for the show i'm assuming you've switched to android uh, not not too far off. So, um, you know, I the, the iPhone Seven overall, it's not a not a super exciting upgrade in terms of form factor or features. Really, it's very impressive performance wise. Great new camera, but not not really a ton else going on visually. Um, so uh, last week at work co-worker stopped by and he had an iphone 7 plus and i i played around with that a little bit played around with the camera kind of just i actually literally like put it in my pocket kind of like just was playing around with it and kind of thought to myself huh maybe you know because there really isn't like a ton else going on this year maybe this then maybe it would be kind of interesting to try the plus no and so I, you know, went went to the Apple store that night or the, the next night and again kind of in the store was was playing around with them a little bit. And it kind of dawned on me like I should just do it. Why not? So after a con- year consistently on even on this show bashing the idea of a plus phone 
I think even as recently as the actual event itself being kind of relieved that the camera wasn't absolutely stunning, that you just had to get the bigger phone. Despite all of that, this weekend, I exchanged my iPhone 7 for an iPhone 7 Plus and have now been been using it for the past five days. And I kind of I kind of like it. I kind of really like it, actually. So there, there are two <laughs> options here. So, and I want to make sure you understand this. Uh-huh. Well, first, we can, there's a legitimate case I can make that you doing that threw off the rotation of the universe, and you are why we've had the week we've had. Maybe. maybe. Uh, like, Although, I, also, I, 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 no, my... I, can, I can pin the blame of the, the, the loss of the Giants. And and decades of Donald Trump being a shit person on your phone switch. In in my defense, though, I, I did the exchange on Saturday, and like the true terribleness, I think, came to light on Friday. So, I just want just want to point that out. Okay, so there 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 are two ways this can go, and I want to make sure you're aware of these. So you're basically in the camp of you're either saying hashtag Mike was right, or in two weeks, it's going to be hashtag Carlos was right. Because you're going to hate that phone. I mean, that could still happen, I guess. But I've really, I've really enjoyed it so far. I love in, like, in my car. So I kind of have a, a universal phone mount. So it, getting the bigger phone was no problem. Love it in my car with the bigger screen. Um, how many hours a week do you spend in your car? Not many. Okay. But I just, in, in general, just love the bigger screen. And it's, it, it really, I, it to, I totally, it, it's, it is not ideal to use one-handed. Like, there's no question about that. E- even the regular seven and, you know, the six before it, not ideal with one hand kind of hard to reach the corner and with the but the plus it's it's impossible Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i just don't find that to be that big of a deal there's maybe occasional instances where that's a bit of an inconvenience but ultimately mostly what you're doing when you're holding your phone is swiping like if you're scrolling through news or if you're typing which is obviously on the bottom of the screen just not just not really that big of a deal to to reach across the phone. So, I don't know. So far, I've really really been enjoying it. Well, I I, I want you to be happy with what you have, and I really hope you continue to like it. How's the battery life? It's it's really good. It's really really good. Um. I mean, I honestly would already be down to 80% sometimes by the time I got into the office in the morning. And now with similar use, I mean, I'm, I'm at 95 at least. Um, no, the, the battery life's really good. The screen is really nice. Um, the camera, camera stuff is, I mean, it's fine. It's like a, the Zoom thing is whatever, um, and I haven't bothered installing the public beta of ten point one yet to try the Boca stuff because I, I just don't I just don't want to deal with beta versions of iOS on my phone. Um, even though I I guess I've heard the public betas generally are pretty good, I just 
I, I can't I can't have that on the device that I rely on the most day in day out. So I'll just wait for that to get released. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm surprised it's come to this, but um, but so far it's been really good. When in Rome, yeah. Um. So that so this led to another Apple related change this week. Uh, you might be able to predict where this is going to go. So you know that I had an iPad mini, right? And it's a little ridiculous to have the plus size phone and iPad mini because they're basically the same size. Um, and I've been on the fence about getting an iPad pro for, for quite a while. I've been, been thinking about going back to the, the full size iPad for a while. And so this switch to the plus size phone was sort of the, um, the kick in the pants to do that. So uh, a couple nights ago, I also uh, got an iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm all in on the uh, the bigger devices now. And to be honest, I I have to say, so far I find the iPad to be more unwieldy than the phone. Like I've I've so far in just in my limited couple of days here, I've found the transition from the iPad Mini to the iPad Pro to be a little more challenging than from the 7 to the 7 Plus. Mm-hmm. Particularly with, like, the keyboard. Well, just do the split keyboard. Yeah, I guess I maybe should do that. Is that what you, you use when you're doing the on-screen keyboard? Well, as you know, the iPad Pro is my only computer, so I usually use it in a keyboard dock. <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah. So I'm just going to sit out this conversation because I really want to be happy for you, or I, I, I don't want to... I want to. I want. I want to revisit this in two weeks or a month. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Because because I want you to. I want you to be happy. I have a lot of preconceived notions, uh, or and I think we've discussed it at length. But I, I live with it and let me know how it goes. Okay. It definitely has some pros to it, but you know. some or some some pluses maybe. Hmm. <laughs> you know, what? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it up for that. That was. Thank. Thank you. A minus. Thank a-. you. A-. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the last Apple thing I'll I'll touch on because I agree maybe we'll we'll come back to this in a couple of weeks to see um to see how I'm doing but I can I ask one question sure do you really not type one handed like I do, because every time I've entertained the idea of a plus that's the thing where it's literally a non-starter like do you always do two handed typing so what's interesting is I actually find the plus keyboard one-handed or two-handed to be way better because just because it's bigger it's just easier to type on well but if it's one-handed like i don't know if i have abnormal hands but like just i i can't reach like q a and z um like without doing some like weird contortions like I, my thumb just cannot reach so therefore it yeah just, i it, guess i'm trying to maybe i haven't really done a lot of maybe i don't do a lot of one-handed typing no well so that actually gets in that actually kind of weirdly segues into the last kind of Apple thing I was going to touch on this week, um, which is with this new Apple Watch being just so much faster than my previous watch, I've actually been able to use it a lot more for um, messaging. Like, whereas before, the Siri dictation stuff was just so damn slow and just wouldn't even work half the time. <clears throat> and there 
previously before watchOS 3 wasn't the whole, what do they call it where you can actually um, use like your finger to kind of sketch out words and it, it, it converts them into text? What's that called in watchOS I forgot, 3? I forgot that was a feature. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not digital touch. That, those are the tap things. Um, let's see if I, so if I open the messages app, I click in here. Oh, it's just, it's just called Scribble on watchOS 3. Um, between that and Siri, like I've actually been using my watch surprisingly for like a lot of iMessaging, which has been not at all what I used my first Apple watch for. And like this, the Siri dictation now is, is awesome. It's like instantaneous. It kind of works like it does on the phone now, which is really, really convenient. So kind of shout out to the Series 2 watch. That's been, that's been nice. Kind of shame, shame on the fact that the first watch just wasn't like that. But Well, that's a watchOS 3 feature, not a, not a Series 2 feature. Well, no, but I mean, watchOS 3 on the original Apple Watch versus watchOS 3 on the Series 2 is noticeably different watch os3 in and of itself no matter which watch you're running it on is certainly faster than watch os2 but the new the new hardware is is huge so i guess technically series one as well would be would be an improvement mm. well congrats yeah we'll, we'll we'll come back to it in a couple weeks sure you got anything else um uh, i got a couple things so how do you feel about uh Comcast new bandwidth caps. Not thrilled. Not thrilled. So um, to recap, beginning November 1st, uh, this has been trialed in a couple markets, but it's finally coming to California. Comcast will be implementing a one terabyte bandwidth cap on uh, all speed tiers, except like the $300 like gigabit speed one that they charge uh, in non-Google Fiber markets, of course. Um, and if you go over it, it's 10 bucks per 50 gigs you go over, or you can pay uh, a, a reasonable nominal charge of $50 per month to get actually unlimited data on top of whatever they're already charging you for your internet access. See, the, the, I'll, I'll just, I'll lay it out simply. The, the problem I have with this is this is not at all like the cell phone carriers switching <clears throat> to, to capped data service. Because there you can kind of just switch and choose as you see fit between you know the four carriers. With cable, you, you really only have one choice, usually. So the fact that your one and only choice can come in and set a cap like this, to me, is just infuriating and should absolutely not be allowed. And maybe end up won't, not being allowed. We'll see. I think it's going to hold up. Unfortunately, I think I think I don't like it at all because, like, and this is this is. I don't. Okay, I don't mind paying extra, and I understand that I am a heavy user. I probably fall into the top ten percent of, like, bandwidth consumers. Probably, I have a bunch of devices. I do, like, cloud backups and stuff. Like, there's a whole lot of things. I don't know. I just find this super annoying because it doesn't actually have to be this way, and there's no real good technical reason that this this exists. And like my usage generally falls between four and seven hundred gigs a month, if I include all like the backups and stuff that are going. But like I just like for my Synology, uh, I changed which cloud provider I use for the um, 
synchronized backups to like a web host. And that was three terabytes of data that that went oh, that went over like a month and a half, like at like a slow speed backup. So that's annoying that I will either get dinged with a um a ten dollar per fifty gig charge, or I have to either leave on a permanent fifty dollar addition, or I have to monitor this and call into Comcast two times every single month that I need to to have this handled. And like I'm not, and that's not something I do every month. Like that's something that might happen once every couple of years, but that's still just annoying and it's and it's unnecessary. You change you change the provider of your Synology backup. Yeah, uh, Backblaze has a new uh, version or a new option that's uh, simpler and actually cheaper than uh, Google Cloud Platform. So I ended up switching to that. And it works with the the whole sync application. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I just I just finished doing the to the Google Cloud Platform. Yeah, well now you can do it in November, and you can you can you can just handle it there. Ugh. I don't think they they're limiting your, and that's fine. Um, and again, I don't mind paying extra for what, for what I use. That's totally fine. But the part of me, like if you, if you read all the communication that Comcast has given about this change, the one thing they're like, oh, it's a, a paying for what you use is completely fair. I totally agree. And then what they, uh, what they highlight to, uh, illustrate their point is that if you're on the slowest possible tier of Comcast, uh, internet service and you use below five gigabytes a month. They give you a five dollar credit on your bill. <laughs> That's their way of saying, if you're a light user, it's it's cool. You're saving too. But if you're a heavy user, <laughs> it's six hundred dollars more a year, sir. Yeah. So where, where's that other forty five dollars extra a month that these people are paying for their unlimited data? Where's that all going? Wait, what? Well, if if only five dollars is going back to these low activity customers. Where's the other forty-five of the fifty-fifty dollars that these high-end customers are paying? Oh, it's going. going to offset the revenue of uh, canceled video subscriptions because that's how the world works. Got it. Okay. And here's the thing that, I, and I know this this is all so shady, but in, in it's it's just it's out of self-interest. But what I kind of wish they would do is just be like, oh, but if you subscribe to TV, there's no cap because then I'd be fine. Uh, yeah. That is that is super sketchy and 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 kind of lame. But again, that that accomplishes their goal, and I wouldn't have to pay a bunch of extra money. <laughs> so, uh, like like American democracy, I'm cool with that mm-hmm. if it's a deal that works in my favor. All right. We need to put Americans first. We need to make America great again! Ex- ex- exclamation mark! I didn't know. I really didn't know it had an exclamation mark until fairly recently. I didn't realize that was the official nomenclature. Well, yeah, you can't make you can't be half-assed about making America great again. You have to make America great again. Nice. Has, has he has he has he given <laughs> very good? Uh, has he given an answer as to when it stopped being great? Oh, that'd be that'd be great. That'd be uh, sorry. That'd be that'd Who, be great for somebody to ask him that. Yeah, who's who's? Why couldn't Ken Bone ask that? God. Again, also in the past six days. Just terrible. Ugh. 2016, man. I fucking hate I'm, this year. We should we should still explore uh, Dar's idea of just restarting the year. I thought I thought that was that was a good idea. Um, hold on, let me let me find something. That was a, that was a good tweet. Oh, there was somebody uh, I I like this from earlier today. 
When someone says that'll shave years off your life, I wish you could select which years. I definitely would have chosen 2016. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I apologize for my foul mouth today, but I'm... No, that's, I'm, a, that's okay. I, tr- I try to keep this a family... F- I, I want us to have the iTunes clean tag, but this... This this month is gonna be a rough one, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what's great though? Uh, dog rates new avatar. Oh, I haven't noticed. Yeah, it, the the dog that's normally there has a has a a sheet over it, like it's a ghost. Oh. And Darth is uh, has a has a pumpkin where he's etched into the pumpkin. Yeah, I, that, I, I like I like that. Yeah. Could you imagine this year if Darth hadn't come back? No, I couldn't. I was actually thinking about the same thing. Yeah. God, he's going to take such a long hibernation break after November. Probably. I know it. I know. It's well-deserved, but as a, yeah. as a selfish American. Um, yeah. The, the, Car- the Carly Fiorini Fiorina tweets have been arguably the internet highlight of the year. If I was in charge of like the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, honestly, there'd be an entire... like I, I would have those tweets bronzed. And, yeah. and and put it enshrined forever because it's it 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 it's it's salvaged this year. There was that picture. There was a picture that went viral the day after Cruz dropped out, where the one of him Fiorina was just was just in an airport, and she was just you know she was catching just a regular flight. Yeah, and he photoshops himself in there with the printer behind her. Just it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Although I think actually my favorite one is the where he's he's standing in line and he photoshops the the sign on the wall no no printer questions yeah that's where it's really good <laughs> oh man pretty good um all right what else is there do you want to let's okay I got one other I think brief topic do you what's You've read about the new or all like the discussion that's happened this week about whether Siri is good or not, or or kind of like how far it's come over five years and whether that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Well, how, where do you where do you fall on that? It's it it's I I think I it was a couple of months ago now I I held up Siri as an example of where Apple over the last handful of years has released a bunch of stuff, but then they just don't ever actually like do anything with that stuff. Like they don't really improve on a lot of these key features. And I mean, yeah, to me, Siri is is the best example of that. Where sure it's it's gained some new functionality and some things around the edges have gotten better. But like I thought Gruber's post uh from what yesterday or the day before was perfect uh a perfect illustration of kind of what i'm trying to get at like the the natural language stuff which was was kind of the whole promise of siri is just it's just not it's not there it's not where it needs to be and do you think that like an ai assistant or whatever whatever you want to consider siri to be do you think that's going to be increasingly important going forward i th- i think so yeah i mean it, it does feel like more and more that siri or not Siri, but kind of just AI and um, audio interaction might be sort of like that next big frontier with with user interface. And how do you think uh, Apple ever allows Google to more deeply integrate its 
uh, significantly better AI assistant into the operating system. Say that again? Like, do you think Apple ever backs off a little bit in terms of making them the only game in town? Like, Because there's a Google app on iOS that you can run Google voice search through. It's just that there's no easy way to do it from the lock screen, which which diminishes most of the utility. So do you ever think Apple backs off and allows a third party, like an Alexa app or a Google app, to do that? No. So we're just going to be stuck with kind of crappy Siri forever? Probably. That's a real bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to get better at some point, though, right? Does it, though? I would, because I, would I, think I like so. how I like how everybody latched on to the uh, most obvious question. Because I think I had this during one of the um, the Democratic debates a few months ago, where I where I asked uh, Siri what uh, when it was on, and it couldn't answer it. And then I then I posted a thing showing that the Google one got it immediately. And since like the the first or second debates were like going to be some of the most watched things uh, this year for Americans, like so many people posted the same thing where Siri failed to get it every time. And what bothers me is that like Siri is full of like snarky jokes and like don't overcook that egg. But the super simple basic questions that they can predict and just like hard code and answer for, they don't even bother doing. Right. And it is just kind of frustrating that it just it hasn't gotten better at all. Yet they keep pretending it has. I don't know. Every every year when like it's always the year that HomeKit is finally here and that Siri is 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 just amazing. And it is in a very controlled experiment. Otherwise, it's it's not good at all. All right. You got anything else this week? No, I think that's all that's all I've got. Okay. Picks of the week? Um, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. You first. It's gotta it's gotta be it's gotta be the iPhone 7 Plus, man. It's gotta be. I've been really surprised at how happy i've been with it even in my most kind of optimistic view i thought it would take a lot more getting used to than it has um but everything about it this week has been been awesome so gotta do it gotta make it my pick all right i'm hmm. i'm really interested in how it's gonna turn out in a month okay all right all right What's what's the biggest feature? It it really is just having a bigger screen. It's 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 similar to going from the 5S to the 6 where it's once you have a bigger size screen, you just you can never go back and you think, "Man, like how did I ever have a smaller screen than this?" It's it's that. Just every every web page, every time I open Tweetbot, every video I watch, it, just having that bigger screen is just so much better. All right. Well, hope it stays that way. Um, and for me, I'm gonna go fall back to to an old classic, which is um, is TiVo out of home streaming. Because even though the baseball season is over, uh, that that saved my bacon for the weird games that were broadcast. I believe were there a couple that were on MLB Network only or something, or was it Fox Sports One? I forget which one. Uh, well, their their games were on both, but I think kind of the the weirdness gets in with um. Uh, MLB network because I don't think they have any sort of like streaming option or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So TiVo out of home streaming, still not perfect, but always comes through in the, in, uh, in a pinch, which you can't say about the Giants relief pitching staff. Well, this was a brief one, but it's an angry one. So I think, I think we still, we still got our money's worth. Sure. 
This costs money. <laughs> no, we are we are a free program. 